GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Please, we can kill it. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and I am kind of hating this man, <laughs> my co-host, my extended guest, Hovercraft Joe, for picking this movie. Like I don't even have I don't even have something insulting to say about him other than to say that I kind of hate him, and I kind of wish he gets frozen and. Sent into space only to be killed by another frozen monster. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to say uh, happy Halloween to everybody. Uh, this episode's releasing the day before Halloween. Uh, so we wanted, you know, uh, it didn't do a whole month, but we wanted to do uh, something spooky for Halloween. And it, and it came up, I think, in an episode not too long ago where we were talking about Jason X. We're talking about Jason X tonight. Um, but what's really funny, LBJ, and you probably won't think it's funny, is that it occurred to me, like, after I watched Jason X and, you know, the episode, uh, I was like, man, we should have um, done the remake uh, of the movie, that's the one we should have covered. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. That's the one we should have covered. Or part six or part three, my two personal favorites. Sure. I'm not. I I'm not. Enti- I'm not entirely sure. I would have to go back to the tape because I think that this was like an in episode revelation where we I thought about this movie, and then afterwards I was like, hey, let's do it. Um, but um, I I own it now, so there's that. Um, <laughs> Because it was, you know, it was that like sure, dollar yeah, more to, garbage, uh, yeah, yeah. So I, so I, no so I own it. This movie. Um, but anyways, let's get you. You got a, you got some big Sphinx energy, so I'm gonna need you to pull it back. That's and fair. We, That's fair. We got right. we You're got right. like an hour. We got an hour to go, man. You gotta right. get into this. You're right. Or at I least I can't let out let out all of my hate now. Yeah, I've got to let, dole let it, out it out slowly over. Yeah, the next let hour. it out slowly. Let it out slowly. Let's fair. not let's not commit to an hour at the beginning sure, of this. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, okay. not to tip my hand or anything, guys. Yeah, I feel like yeah, you'd like it. Okay, so this movie is released on April 26, 2002, uh, and I feel like we probably saw it in the theaters. Like I definitely we remember. Won. 100 percent saw this in the theaters okay i don't i don't uh specifically remember the occasion but i yeah it definitely like we would have seen it in the theaters 2002 so he's still in college but like towards the tail end of college yeah so yeah we definitely saw it in theaters i i feel like i've seen it a handful of times since then i don't think i own it i mean i own it now because i bought it i don't think i own a physical copy although i might but as everyone knows my blu-ray player is not hooked up right so i couldn't have watched right. it anyways um but yeah no I, I feel like i've seen it a few times since um but uh i hadn't sat down and watched the whole thing in a while um yeah what about you we 100 percent saw us in the theaters because we left the theater 
and I was thinking to myself, oh man, this movie sucked. Uh, it was <laughs> oh, awful. Oh, please. 2002 LPJ was not 100% yeah. saying this sucked. Well, 100% he was. The only thing he liked in it was the girl getting her face smashed in and shattered. Um, well, it sounds like 2023 LPJ should have put up more of a fight about covering this movie. Well, and then I had watched it one other time after that and remembered hating it. And then I was like, you know what? It's been 20 years since I've seen this movie. Let's see. Let's just see what happens. Maybe it's so bad it's good. Maybe. I mean... Spoiler alert. It's I bad. I don't know. I, I think there's some stuff to, to enjoy in it. Um, maybe not on purpose, but... Uh, okay, so this movie uh, surprisingly has a budget of $14 million, although it looks like it was all filmed in, like, two sets. Uh, yeah. It has a domestic gross of thirteen million and only a worldwide of sixteen. But I did read they said that like this movie did so well like post like yes. yeah, post DVD. like DVD sales and stuff like that that it's actually considered one of the most profitable Friday the Thirteenth movies of all time. Yeah, it tripled its budget in 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 post release sales. That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe I do own it then. <laughs> I, I know I do, believe it or not. I don't know why I bought it, but I do have we, it. We used to buy a lot of stuff. We back did. We used to buy a lot of garbage. Like just really I, dumb things. <laughs> um, so this movie, uh, this terrible movie, which is obviously bad, has a Rotten Tomatoes of 19%, which is wow. somehow 10% better than the 9% you know of Beverly Hills Cop 3 yet. I was thinking of all the movies we've done, this one might be the one that beats Beverly Hills Cop 3, but it didn't. It did not. It's wow. 19%. Uh, and then in, this is this is really telling, though, uh, because the audience score is 25%. Yeah, see, that'll kind of do it. Uh, when, when the audience score for Jason X is only slightly higher than the uh, actual like critic score, that's that's trouble. That's problematic. Problematic. That's a good word. Okay, so top grossing movies of 2002 number one uh something we've covered on this podcast the original sam raimi spider-man uh number two is the lord of the rings the two towers and number three is star wars episode two attack of the clones this movie jason x comes in 135th in the domestic box office it, it made the list guys the list goes on for a while yeah, i know uh at, this is another year, shockingly, that we've covered a lot of stuff. So other movies we've covered from 2002 are number 12, Die Another Day, number 15, Triple X, number 17, Majority Report with those crime balls, crime uh, balls. number 21, The Born Identity, number 32, Blade 2, number 64, Resident Evil, and number 99, The Transporter. So a wow, year. That was a solid year. A year, yeah, a year that we've hit. Well, I don't know. Die Another Day is pretty terrible. Yeah. Um, Attack of the Clones is maybe the worst Star Wars movie. Yeah. Two Towers is good, though. Two Towers is good. The rest of them are solid. Yeah. Um, okay. So this movie uh, stars. Uh, all I got for you is Kane Hodder as Jason Voorhees. His last appearance as Jason Voorhees, I think he played Jason Voorhees from in like six, seven, 
eight, nine, and ten, maybe if I'm remembering yes, correctly. You're correct, yeah. Uh, and the only other person that oh okay so David Cronenberg the director yes. David Cronenberg has a cameo in this uh, I guess because they said that like the guy who actually directed this was kind of like one of his students or like proteges or whatever right um, and then the only other person of note to me was uh, Alexa Doig because mm-hmm. uh, I remember being her being on that show Andromeda I think Correct. it was yep um, but I did remember reading that basically they said that. Everybody in this movie is Canadian because yes. they filmed it in Toronto. Right. So it's all just Canadians in it. Right. And so like Lisa Ryder is the robot KM-14. She was also in Andromeda. And like Lexa Doig and Lisa Ryder show up on a lot of the Vancouver-made um, sci-fi shows. So like Stargate, uh, Sequest, they show up, I think, in a couple <laughs> episodes. They'll show up in like various other things. Uh, they, they kind of pop up all over the place. Um, but yeah, all of these actors, I guarantee you at one time or another have probably been in a Hallmark movie. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all just like Canadian actors. All right. Uh, you, is there anybody else that you wanted to mention or? No, no, thank no, you. No, no. Okay. Uh, all right. Net worth. Uh, let's start. Uh, with David Cronenberg, he's got that sweet, sweet The Fly money. What do you think for David Cronenberg? Ooh, Cronenberg, he's got that sweet, sweet Crash money. Was that David Cronenberg? I don't know. What am I, David Cronenberg? Actually, no, maybe that wasn't Cronenberg. Maybe that was. Uh... Maybe that was wah, else. Wah. Uh, no, it wasn't Cronenberg. Oh well. He's got Eastern Promises. That's a better movie anyway. Um, Say it right. Eastern Promises? No. David Cronenberg's Eastern Promises? Say the build-up to it right. I don't know. Sweet, sweet. Oh, sorry. He said that sweet, sweet Eastern Promises money. I'm sorry. My apologies. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go... uh, I'll go 60 million. 15 million. Oh, wow. Cronenberg. The best thing is if we ever cover him again, we could say that sweet, sweet Jason X money. We can. Uh, uh, next up, Lexa Doig. She's got that sweet, sweet Andromeda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the aforementioned Andromeda. What do you What do you think for Lexa Doig? She shows up, like I said, in a lot of Canadian productions. Uh, she's got that sweet, sweet Stargate uh, SG One money. Uh, she was the replacement doctor, uh, who also gets killed, I believe. Uh, I'm gonna say five million. Five million. Oof. You are giving her too much credit. She's got five hundred thousand wow. dollars. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, and then finally, uh, we come to Kane Hodder, uh, and I'm scrolling through his internet movie database right now to uh, see if I can find something that's interesting. Oh, okay, he's got that sweet, sweet was in one episode, uncredited of Nash Bridges money. Uh, what do you think for Kane Hodder? He's got that sweet, sweet motion capture for Friday the 13th, the game money. Um, I'm going to go $2 million. Uh, $1.5 million. Really sure. close. Really close, LBJ. Yep. Um, do you got anything on director, writers of this? Not really. I mean, the, the director, J, uh, James Isaac, is like a visual <laughs> effects guy, is essentially what he is. He's directed a lot of lower lower budget things. Uh, the writer Todd Farmer wrote My Bloody Valentine. He wrote Drive Angry. Oh, you saw My Bloody Valentine 3D in the theaters. We did, yeah. You and yeah. I. Mm-hmm. 
I think the I think uh, Jensen Eccles is in that movie. That is correct. He is, of which of course is the remake of the original. Yes. Um, but yeah, so he's he's wrote a lot of you know essentially horror movies. Um, that's really about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to hear some taglines? Yeah, let's do it. This Halloween, which when did I say this movie came out? It came out in April. Yeah, so. yeah that's weird, right? Uh, this Halloween, meet the perfect ten in terror. All right. Welcome maybe they, to the. Maybe they re-released it. No, they couldn't have. <laughs> Welcome to the future of horror. He's been drowned, chainsawed, knifed, axe, hammered, shocked, burnt, spiked, nailed, shot, and frozen. Now he's back for more. Uh, and then the one that I remember the most, I, I remember as a tagline is evil gets an upgrade. Yeah. That's the one I remember too. I think that's the only one we ever really saw. Like, uh, and I, and I like how they point out in the behind the scenes stuff that they like, they wanted like the reveal of like the Uber, uh, Jason to right. be like a secret, but like, it's like all over the promotional yeah, materials. The yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's on the poster. It's everywhere. So it was not a secret at all. Um, okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we start going to the plot? Yeah, we should probably talk about why this movie was made. Um, so at the time there was a rights battle between Paramount and, and, uh, New Line over who owned the rights to the Friday the 13th series. Um, eventually it was won by New Line, but at the time they couldn't use the word Friday the 13th in the title. Um, and they were also having issues. They were trying to get Freddy versus Jason made. And that was going right. to be the next movie after Jason right. goes to hell. Yeah. Um, but they couldn't. And so they needed to have something in there to kind of keep the franchise going. So they wrote up this idea real quick. They're like, well, what's, what's, what haven't we done with him yet? He hasn't been to space. So let's throw him in space and make it a sci-fi movie. Um, and so that's why this movie is written. Uh, it's also why it's Jason X and not Friday the 13th. It's also the reason why... The previous Friday the 13th movie is called Jason Goes to Hell and not Friday the 13th Part 9. Uh, the final Friday, Jason Goes to Hell. My or maybe it's Jason Goes to Hell, the final Friday. Yes. Um, but yeah, also I feel like that they were like kind of like, well, we know we want to make Freddy vs. Jason covered on this very podcast. Um, so let's have it be set way in the future so it doesn't mess with any like continuity or anything. <laughs> continuity. continuity. But, like they're worried about that. But was part of the reason why because you could still conceivably this movie does fit if you if you are sure. believing that there's it's like you could have G freddy versus jason and then this movie takes place as after sure. freddy versus jason. yep yep so if you want if you're if you're a continuity nut and you want it all to make sense so uh okay let's get into it yeah let's do and, that so this movie starts, and I was like, "Oh shit! Does this movie start in hell?" No, it's like a close-up of Jason's. <laughs> right. It's like it's like the inside of Jason's brain, I guess. Yeah, I was head. super disappointed. I'm like, "Oh, it's got a spawn opening." Oh. Yeah, because it's like you think the last movie, famously, the last movie is like Jason does go to hell, and like the last shot is that Freddy's claw coming up and like grabbing his mask and pulling it underground. Right. But no, um, so. Kind of wish we had covered uh, the final Friday because if you remember correctly, that movie opens up with an FBI sting operation. <laughs> yes, to catch it does. Jason Voorhees. Uh, that is 
the weirdest one, I think, of the Friday 13 movies, but we're not here to talk about that it one. It really is. He gets his heart eaten. It's real weird. Yeah, and it's like his soul is like moving around to different bodies. Anyways, uh, okay. So it's Jason's brain. He's being... <laughs> the actual setup for this movie is kind of hilarious. So he's being held in the Crystal Lake Research Facility, okay? Uh, and he's awaiting <laughs> cryogenic suspension. <laughs> because what we learned is that they've tr- they've caught Jason Voorhees because at this point he's like a well known serial killer. Yep, it's two thousand two thousand eight, I guess two thousand ten maybe something like that. Yeah, uh, and he, and he, they know they they've known that he's murdered like two hundred people, so he's been caught and they've tried to kill him a bunch of different ways unsuccessfully. Um, because I feel like this movie really like. So obviously Jason was always like unkillable and he always kept coming back. But this movie really like plays up the fact that he has some kind of like regeneration power. Yeah. And that's that's why he keeps coming back. Yeah, they kinda they kinda they kinda dismiss the whole supernatural element to it. Yeah. And it's just all all right, well, if he keeps coming back, there's gotta be some kind of scientific reason for it. Maybe he's regenerative or something. Right, because like they want to freeze him because they're like, we can't kill him. We're going to put him in cryo-freeze. But his regeneration powers are so fascinating to the U.S. government that they want to take him and figure out how it works and like use it for the American military. And that's where like that's where David Cronenberg, David Cronenberg comes in because he's playing like the military scientist guy or whatever. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that this research facility apparently has like two lights in the whole place the whole place just two because you know (laughs) you don't want to you don't want to see the serial killer if he escapes yeah it's so dark in there like the room there and uh, i also find it funny that they're holding jason in a like uh an empty warehouse it looks like and he's just like in the middle of it like why why with one guard like um no cameras nothing but, but yeah, so David Cronenberg's like, hey, you can't freeze him. We want to research and see how his regeneration works. But, of course, Jason gets loose, kills a bunch of army dudes. He also kills David Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Which, um, by the way, that was, his, uh, that was his only stipulation for being in the movie is you have to kill me. <laughs> so uh, Rowan, that's uh, Lexa Doig's character, she uh, tricks Jason into the crowd chamber, uh, but he, like, Stabs her with his machete, and they both through get through the chamber. Through the chamber, yeah, like he and stabs so, through the cryo chamber as it's turning on, and yeah, stabs her, right? So seemingly it, it, fatally. So some kind of like lockdown procedure happens, so they both end up getting frozen. Okay, yeah. cut to the future. We'll talk about how far in the future it is in a little bit. Uh, there, there's a group of people. Um, they, they they find them in the cryo chamber. Uh, I know that LPJ likes a bit where Jason's body falls out and the machete cuts off the kid's arm. Uh, <laughs> so they take they take Rowan and Jason aboard their spaceship. Uh, the Earth is fucked at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, it is a steaming ball of dust. And I also just have a note that just says, "Man, the future the future clothes in this movie are dumb." Like. Yeah, there's a lot done with this movie. Um, the whole, yeah, I'll save it, but yes. So, okay, so they take him aboard the spaceship, and so this is like, uh, they're like, a, he's 
it's like a group of students and the prof- there's like a professor overseeing them and i guess they went down to earth as like a field trip maybe i don't know i think it's like an internship like they're 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 but they call him professor they call him professor yeah they call him professor like he's the professor but i think they're like archaeologists and they're they're like um they're working they're essentially working as like interns at this archaeological okay. dig for him they're not okay. I, they're students i don't know if they're necessarily his students i think okay. that they're just working there and then they also have on this ship a military component that sort of protects them yeah think like the space marines and sure. aliens yep um so they go back up to the spaceship uh they're able to reattach to that kid's arm um, using nanotechnology nanotechnology right. yes that's, that's important. important it's an important, that's important. plot point it's important and for, i have some for questions as many plot about, points I, as there are in this that's one of them i have some questions about that nanotechnology but anyways yeah um so then like they're they're doing an autopsy on jason it's pretty it's pretty sick when she pulls out his eyeball i thought that was kind of gross yeah she was real excited to pull out that eyeball too it was weird yeah. Yeah. Um, so they, they, they're able to wake Rowan up and use the nanotechnology to like repair her. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when we find out that the year is 2455. Yeah. We're way <laughs> into the future. So we're way into the future, 400 years from when the movie starts. But I also like the fact that people apparently still remember who Jason Voorhees is. He was that much of a prolific serial killer yeah. that the professor is like talking to this guy and the guy's like, Jason Voorhees, he could be worth a ton of money if you have him. Like, bring him to me and we can sell him or something. So, like, I I, I don't quite understand. The professor is, thinks that he can get money by selling Jason Voorhees? Well, what I think is it's kind of a Indiana Jones scenario where he goes okay. out and he gets these artifacts, right? But then he, he hits his artifacts for legitimate scientific reasons, but then turns around and flips them to dealers so he can sell them on the black market. Gotcha. So it doesn't belong in a museum. It does not belong in a museum. It belongs in a private collection so he can line his pockets with whatever it is they use for currency. So also we learned the professor is into some kinky like sex shit with his like student like yeah. he's like wearing like a negligee and it's getting whipped and stuff. It's really weird. Nipple clamps, uh, the whole thing. Nipple clamps. Uh, the, we're introduced to the dude and his android, and he's trying to give her nipples. Which is the stupidest. Like, you're 435 years in the future, and you can't figure out how to put nipples. They have nipples on mannequins. Well, you love mannequins, by the way. I hate mannequins uh, so Hashtag much. mannequin no, picks for you. LBJ. Oh, um so but it turns out that the the android is the one that actually requested the nipples right because she wants to be more human i right. guess and but the kid who made her doesn't want her to have them right and That's and weird. they they definitely have sex at some oh, point in this movie. okay okay just i just 100%. want to make sure that. they're probably so, doing it off screen whenever they're both not on screen okay so two other students go to the bone zone that's kind of unconsequential. It just happens. But also for a Friday the 13th movie, there's no, like, they go to the bones up, but there's no nudity in the scene, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, it's cause... really, there's a lot of, a lot of disappointing things with this movie. For yes. what it should be, it, it's, it, it, there's a lot lacking. So Jason wakes up and immediately murders the woman in the lab. That's the one where he puts her face in, like, the liquid nitrogen, yeah. pulls it out, and then smashes it against the table. Admittedly, it's a cool, it's a cool kill. It but because, you know, it, you'd have, by the way, you'd have just a sink full of liquid, liquid nitrogen. nitrogen. Just yeah. in case. 
and I and I do like that after he kills that lady, like for some reason the science lab has what amounts to like a machete in it. Yeah. <laughs> for like apparently for the autopsy, you need like a giant machete like knife. Um so that's when we find out they're on their way back to Earth Two, mm-hmm. uh, because Earth One died. Which uh, by the way, they have nanotechnology to repair things. They can't use the te- nanotechnology to take things apart. Like they gotta still revert to using knives. <laughs> Listen, the nanotechnology. Or lasers? I have a big thing, but I'm gonna wait to talk about my question about the nanotechnology. Sure. Um, so okay, uh, so yeah, so that's when uh, that's when uh, Rowan Lexadoig tells the story about Jason uh, and how how many times they tried to execute him and how it didn't work. Um, Jason continues to kill people on the ship. He kills another dude. Um, he kills some more dudes. Uh, they think they're in like a VR simulation. Uh, and it's weird. Cause at first, like he kills them, but I guess it's in the VR simulation. <laughs> uh, but then they get out of the VR simulation and he kills them in real life. Right. Yeah. Cause they're playing basically a shooting game. They're essentially playing laser tag. Cause that's what it looked like. The thing just yeah. looked like a laser tag arena. Uh, and it's a simulation of the ship. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. It's really dumb. But he, he ends up killing them both anyways. Sure. Um, uh, so then, like, now at this point, they know that Jason's loose. So the Space Marines are like, all right, we got to get the Space Marines together. Uh, we're going to go. We're going to go get Jason. No problem. Right. Um so one of the dudes tries to fight Jason hand to hand, which we know doesn't work well. Clearly remember not. the guy? Remember the guy in part eight who tries to sure. box with them and gets his head punched off. Yep. Um, uh, did you like the part he gets knocked off like a shipping container in the world's biggest cargo bay and lands on some kind of like giant drilling screw? Sure. That they just have that, there hanging out. And then when they, then when they find the body and they ask about him, the the girl's like, "He's screwed." Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know you like that. Um, I also have a question as to, again, with the lighting thing, why didn't they turn all the lights on in the cargo bay? <laughs> it's very poorly lit Yeah. Um, in the cargo bay. There's a lot of things they, they should have done that they didn't do. <laughs> so uh, what's the uh, what's the like leader of the Marines name? What's uh, Brodsky. Brodsky. So it finally comes down to just Brodsky and he's trying to find Jason and Jason is like behind him and like stabs him through the stomach and he's like, It'll take more than that to get me or something like that. And then he like stabs him again and he's, he's like, like That'll do uh, it. That'll do it. <laughs> that'll do it. Guess I'm dead. You got Make, me. Making jokes. All right. Making jokes about getting killed. It's so dumb. Oh Jason, you got me. That second one really did that. <laughs> oh man. I was fine the first time. And then the second one came in and I was like, Nope, that's the one that did it. Uh, so then they're like they're they're trying to get to this like space station Solaris. So they come out of like I don't know hyperdrive. Yeah, so the point of them getting to Solaris is there's a whole regiment of more Marines on there that they could potentially use to capture Jason. Yes, um, but Jason kills the pilot, and so the ship crashes into. Uh, Solaris and destroys the whole thing where like I remember reading and I don't remember exactly but in the trivia it talks about how the body count of this movie is insane because right. it includes like every single person in that space station yeah, the 20,000 people that are on the space station <laughs> but it's like this uh, I feel like this movie plays fast and loose 
obviously with a lot of things, but with like Jason's regenerative abilities, because it's like at certain points, the Marines are hunting him and like just pumping him full of bullets. And it's like, he's not well, staying down at all. And that's the thing. Like in the other movies, they never say he regenerates. He just can't die. Yeah. But in this movie, they posit that he's dying, but he's just regenerating and being kind of brought back to life. Right. So it's a complete departure from what the normal, I guess, lore is what you'd call it from the rest of the movie, the rest of the movies. So I don't, yeah, it's, it just seems kind of, look, there's a lot of dumb stuff in this movie and that's yeah, just we one can't, of them, but the, believe it or not, that's not the most dumb thing. Well, yeah, we can't really like pick apart the logic, but, right. um, so then like Jace, I like, I do, I, I have to say I legitimately laughed when Jason tracks him down because all the remaining survivors are in the lab. Uh, when Jason comes into the lab and when when he like finds his original machete that yes. he was like frozen with, and when the professor's like, guys, it's okay. He just wanted his machete back. I legitimately laughed at that part. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but he didn't just want it back. He wants to murder everyone and he kills the professor. Um so they have a plan where they're going to get to the uh, the like escape pod or like not escape pod. It's kind of like the ship that they took to Earth when they went down. It's like a uh, shuttle or whatever. Right. They're going to get on the shuttle and leave. Which looks like uh, a weird football with le- a weird like ball with legs that flip around. Yes. Um, uh, so uh, that's when the dude makes out with the android and presumably goes to the bone zone. Oh, one hundred percent goes to the bone zone with her. Which which means that she. Didn't have nipples, but had a working yeah female reproductive organs. Oh yeah, she had a working cooch man. <laughs> so weird. Uh, there's a reference to the Microsoft conflict, which is never really explained. Um, <laughs> and then they find out that Brodsky is still alive, despite like uh, his uh, multiple stabbings. He's still alive. Um, Jason kills the engineering guy. Um, so then the, uh, there's this one girl, the, the girl that went to the bone zone with the guy, she's really freaked out and uh, she's in the shuttle and they're trying to refuel the shuttle, but she takes off and it blows up because it's still attached by the fueling line. Yeah. They're like, no, don't take off yet. And she's freaking out and doesn't undo the mooring clamps and just rips the, the whole thing blows up. Right. So then uh, the dude that's fucking the android gives her like an upgrade. They never really explained, but I guess the upgrade turns her into like an assassin or like a Terminator or something. Yes. And she, God, the acting is so bad in this. Like her, (laughs) she's the fucking worst. (laughs) I hate her so much. I hate her. Like, oh, God, it is the worst. Sorry, just go ahead. So she, like, starts fighting Jason and like kind of is just doing the same thing that the Marines were like shooting him a lot. Um, But then like shooting grenades, I guess, into him and blowing off like chunks of his limb and eventually culminates in him, her blowing his head off. Right. Like, yeah, she basically explodes his head or at least most of his head. And yeah. And the entire time she's making these stupid faces (laughs) and, and these dumb it's, I can't even describe it. It's so stupid. I hate everything about that character. Everything. So uh, he's blown up and they think he's dead, of course. But we should mention that he gets blown up and his kind of his carcass is on the nanotech table. More on yes. that in a minute. Fortunately for him, 
more on that in a minute. So the 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 ship is the ship's hull is compromised and it's going to explode. And they talk to a rescue ship and they're like, "Come save us!" And apparently, like the times aren't going to match up. But they they actually just like, the ship is kind of like two like cylinders and they're connected in the in yeah, between it's like, it's by like, like two pylons, two or two uh, pontoons essentially, right. and then so they in the center by a third pontoon. So they figure out if they set the charges and they blow up the the the, the uh, connectors side, yeah. and, and stay on the side that's not leaking, then they can stay alive till the rescue ship gets there, right? right. Yep. But it's it's at this point that the nanotechnology that we've established brings Jason back to life. Doesn't just bring him back to life for whatever reason. The AI in this nanotechnology, this this repair med bed, is like, well, this thing's dying. I guess we get her. I guess we better repair it. And completely reassembles Jason into a cyborg by, from what I could tell, um, uh, cannibalizing parts of its own repair bay. Well, it's very confusing because it does say it's like not, mind you, Jason doesn't have a head at this point. And it's like, it doesn't, it's like not enough organic material to repair. So it like, yeah, like I guess it takes from itself and turns him into like, a cyborg jason but my question is is that if they could bring back jason yep who is missing a head at this point uh-huh. why why couldn't they use that technology to bring back any of those marines that he killed that just yeah. got like stabbed or like the throat slash or stuff like that because like i know you're gonna be like oh well like they're not you but like they'd be like well they're dead but like jason's as dead as you can be and it's able to bring him back to life so like Seemingly getting your throat slashed or whatever, you should be able to. They should be able to bring you back to life. I would imagine, yeah. I mean, especially because if their conceit is Jason has regenerative abilities, and so that's why the nanotech worked. How would the computer know that? <laughs> right? Because Jason's read. Jason reads as dead. Yes. All the time. Yeah. Not as alive. It's kind of like a zombie, I would say. Exactly. The chairs. The thing's not going to know he's he's alive, or can still potentially be alive. <laughs> it's so. Dumb. I hate this movie. So so he's like now like a cyborg. He's got like a metal. It, it built him a mask, mind you. The machine built him sure. a metal hockey mask. Not a face. Kind of it didn't build him a face. No. Why would it build him a face? That's silly. Built him a no, mask. Built him a mask. Uh, so he goes after him, and he's like, I like uh, my note says, Jason is part machine, but all bulletproof, apparently, because they try yep. and shoot him again, and all the bullets just bounce off. No, uh, so that leads me to that, that leads this question. Is all the material in that bay bulletproof? Or are they just being like, well, it's metal, so I guess it's gonna bullets are going to bounce off metal. Yeah, but that's not true. No, I know it's not true, but I mean, mind you, we're talking about we're we're debating uh, specific things about a movie where Jason is frozen for four hundred years and becomes part android yeah, cyborg. That's fair. Um, so, anyways, he cuts off the android's head, which I'm sure was LPJ's favorite part. Great part, um, guys. Maybe the best part in the movie. So then, I can't remember his name, but the one dude uh, is trapped in one of the like the middle parts of the pylons, and he with Jason, and he blows the charges. Right. Um, and sacrifices himself. Sacrifices himself. But Jason is still alive. He's just floating around in space. Uh, he punches 
a hole in the hull of the ship. Uh, and the one girl in it, Janessa, she gets sucked through uh, through the hole. And I believe she says, this sucks. Yeah, and she gets sucked through a grating. <laughs> yeah, and so hole. it's like, yeah, so she get, her flesh gets all in it. Yeah, but she does say, this sucks. Um, so uh, the, the, the rescue ship is there, but there's some kind of problem with like the, 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 the dock, the, the connecting thing between the two. Uh, so the, the space marine guy's got to go outside and do a spacewalk to like reconnect the stuff. Yeah, the door is basically jammed. So the, the door that they need to get through, like the, the power is cut to it, so the motors won't open the door. So there's a manual release for it, but it's on the outside, and they got a spacewalk to do it. Right. So meanwhile, Jason's on his way to uh, to get. Uh, the dude boning the cyborg, the cyborg's head, and uh, Rowan. Yeah, who are the keep only... in mind, the dude that's boning the cyborg is carrying around the cyborg's head. Right. They, In fact, they plug the cyborg's head into the VR machine because yes. they decide that they're going to trick Jason with the VR simulation. And somehow they're like, pull up the simulation for Camp Crystal Lake, like 1980 or something. Sure. Because you know they've so, got that handy. So Jason is confused because he thinks he's at Crystal Lake. Um, he murders some co-eds who pop their tops. Yep. And I like that it's like a callback. They're in the sleeping bags and he's like beating them with the sleeping yeah, that bags. Part, what, that was entertaining. Um, did, you, did, so, you, did you read the story about how that made it into the first the first movie they did? Something it? about Kane Hodder was like annoyed that he kept having to do the scene again or something. Yeah. So just as an ad lib. He was mad, and he just picked up the sleep bag and started slamming it against the tree. And they kept it in the movie. That is a great kill in the seventh one. Um, Maybe the best kill. So, uh, of all time, or just in that movie? In that movie. I I don't know. It's up there. I would say it's top five, at least. I don't know. What about when he puts a machete in the the guy in the wheelchair's head, and he rolls all the way down the stairs? Oh, that one's great. Look, I'm not saying saying sleep bag's number one, but it's top five. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so the survivors make it aboard the rescue ship, but like, oh no, like Jason's coming toward the rescue ship. And like, just when you think all is lost, the um, space marine guy who was still out there flies through space, grabs Jason, and they go and burn up in uh, or the atmosphere, yeah. like orbit of Earth 2. Yes, they burn up in re-entry of Earth 2, the new planet that they're going to. Right. And then, like, uh, I, it was kind of hard to tell if it was implied that Jason survived at the end or if he was dead because they, like, they show his well, – you see, like, the, like a fireball shoot through the sky and, like, apparently Earth 2 has a summer camp because there's two, like – there's two people, like, uh, a guy and a girl, they're, like, making out by the lake and they're like, oh, a shooting star. And they're like, oh, let's go see where it landed. Uh, and the, like the last shot of the movie is like the metal mass that Jason had like at the bottom of the lake. So I couldn't, I feel like it was left open-ended as if you were supposed to believe it's like, Hey, maybe we can make a sequel to this. Cause he's yeah, still alive. That was the point. The point was they were going to, if this did well, make a sequel. It didn't do well. No, oh. no surprise, surprise. It did not. It did well in the aftermarket though. Yeah. Oh, did we reach the end? I'm sorry. I missed that. Yeah, sorry. No, that's the end. We're at the end of it. Oh, great. Um, Oh, I almost knocked over my microphone. Sorry, listeners. Uh, So um, before, I have something that I want to talk about. Sure. uh, But I want to ask if there are any role reversals. No, there are no role reversals for this. I'm pretty sure they had all of the underpaid Canadian actors they could for this. 
Um, I, I want to read this. This is directly from the trivia on uh, IMDb, and it's kind, it's a little long, but it's so insane. I got to read it to you. Okay, sure. I'm just going to read it verbatim. So it says, <clears throat> "The idea of Uber Jason originated in a rejected Freddy vs. Jason script written by Brandon Braga and Ronald D. Moore in 1994." Oh, Brandon Braga, Ronald D. Moore. You know who they are? No, the guys that created Andromeda. Okay, in the script, Jason and his movies is only movies, but are based on real-life Jason, who wasn't a zombie and not deformed, was on trial for his murders as the main heroine is his defense lawyer, inspired by the O.J. Simpson trials, as Freddy Krueger tries to enter out of Jason's chest into the reality. Near the climax, once Freddy enters the world, he kills people in a shopping mall, which is set on fire in during during which the theater plays a new movie entitled Jason 2010, which features a cardboard standee of a cybernetic Jason and a metal hockey mask that comes to life through Freddy's powers, and the actual Jason briefly fights. What? Wow, I feel like I want to see that movie. <laughs> it sounds insane. I know. The best kind of insane. But yeah, I just had to share that because I read that and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> huh. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why didn't we do the remake? I kind of really like the remake. I was. You I almost watched this. the remake. This. Why are you asking me? You're the dumb dumb that picked this. I'm kind of asking myself out loud. I'm not really sure why. Like, I guess I kind of forget about the remake, but the the the, um, the remake's really good. I feel like. I think it is too. I was really sad it didn't do anything. Like it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, because I did read that one of the things they wanted to do before they said this one in space, and I remember reading all the time that it was, if they had made a sequel to the remake, that they wanted to do it at like, uh, like, Camp Crystal Lake, like in the winter, like a snowy setting, which I think would kind of be cool. But I and I know they kind of talked about it in the development of this Jason movie, but basically I feel like all the notes from New Line were like, yeah, we don't want to set it at a camp, like it's boring, like they're always at the camp, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get that, but at the same time, that's kind of the that's the thing. That's the aesthetic of it. It is, and like I feel like this one is so far out of left field. Oh my god, it is so ridiculous. This movie, oh, there's so much wrong with this film. Like I can't even. I'll get. I'll talk about it in my. Do we should we should we just do our reviews? I know maybe we're fine. running. I don't yeah, care if we're running early. This episode could end now, and I'd be happy. All right, let's let's run our let's do it then. All right. Okay. I don't care who goes first. You, go you first? go first. Go no, first. you go first. All right. This movie. This movie feels like it was made by a low-budget Canadian studio. <laughs> it looks worse than most of the science fiction that they produce in Canada, like Stargate and Andromeda and, you know, Farscape. Um, <laughs> this plot is stupid. It is the dumbest. Like, it's so stupid. Why? Why does he need to be frozen? Why not just? If you really wanted to kill him, drop him in a volcano. He's not even if he regenerates, he's going to regenerate and continuously burn in lava. Also, uh, not to interrupt you, but he was seemingly pretty dead when they just blew his head off with a grenade. It seemed to work just fine. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe eventually he would have regenerated by himself anyway. 
I don't know. And the nanobots just sort of sped it along. I'm not sure how that works. I don't care to find out how that works. <laughs> the whole idea of this group of people on this ship is irresponsible at the very least. They're traveling to a dead planet. You sound to, like such a grandpa. <laughs> they're traveling. I feel like a grandpa. They they're traveling to a dead planet to find artifacts that seemingly nobody cares about because they call because the, the professor calls that dude and he's like, eh, everybody's got all these. You know, he was talking about all the common things that yeah, they have. Yeah, because he's like, oh, how many people that are four hundred years old are walking around today? You know, like. Because apparently they found a lot of people and revived them. I don't know. Yeah, I, right. And if they can revive people, why couldn't they revive the Marines? <laughs> why? Uh, justice for the Space Marines. Justice especially, for the Space Marines. Especially the dude that got screwed. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, nothing makes sense in this movie. And I don't think they cared that it didn't make sense. Um, all of the acting is terrible. I hate every character in this movie. There isn't a single character that I like. Normally... I'd root for Jason in this, but even he, I couldn't, I couldn't even get behind Jason in this movie. Like, it's terrible. This movie sucks. It is easily, <laughs> easily one of the worst movies we've ever seen. <laughs> Without question. I hated this movie the first time I saw it. I don't know why I owned it on DVD. I don't know why I watched it a second time. The only reason why I watched it for a third time is I thought, well, maybe it's not as bad the first couple, not as bad as I remember it being the first couple times I saw it. I'm wrong. It, it was even worse this third time because I already knew all the tricks. I knew someone was going to get their face smashed. I knew that that dude was going to get hit in the stomach twice with the machete and say a, st a stupid line. It was. I hate this movie. I hate this movie. This is. I'm not going to give it zero machine guns. I'm going to give it half a machine gun only because people die in it, and that's at least to the core of Friday the Thirteenth. But this movie. Do not see this movie. Don't. I don't even know if I want people listening to this episode. <laughs> well, it's too late if they got to this point. I hate this movie. Just so, God, so you're going with half a machine gun. Half a machine gun. Just go. Um, I yeah. I mean, it's a bad movie. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But I mean, I I, I would say, uh, in in kind of response to you, it's like. None of, none of the Friday the Thirteenth movies are masterpieces. Let's let's just get that straight. Like none of them. I mean, they're they're fun to watch, but like maybe after the first one, they're all kind of like they get progressively ridiculous and bad movies. So this is just kind of like the next evolution in the the badness of the franchise. So I, I, the bar is low to begin with. So like I'm not defending the quality of the movie. The movie's bad and ridiculous. But the whole franchise is kind of bad. I mean, there there are bright spots, obviously, and like we said, again, I I, I mentioned the remake as being is you know being an interesting take on it, and Freddy vs. Jason is a fun movie. But I mean, overall, the franchise is bad. But yeah, this movie is bad. Um, it, it is kind of like crazy how it takes the lore in such a weird directions. Um, all the acting's bad. Um, th there are a few cool deaths. And I mean, it, it is kind of funny. Like I did laugh a, a few points, especially when they thought he just wanted his machete back. Uh, but overall, like it's not, it's not a high point in the franchise. I'd say it's probably one of the worst entries in the Friday the 13th franchise. Uh, I'll, I'll go slightly better. Uh, I'll give it one machine gun just cause I kind of did have fun watching it and I don't, um, 
as bad as it is, I still had kind of fun. I, I, I probably don't need to watch it again for like 20 years, though. So uh, when I'm like 60 something, I'll pop this on again. But uh, yeah, I'll go one machine gun. <laughs> I need to refute a couple things that you've said. Uh oh. Okay, look, the other movies, one through eight, right? Yes, they're bad movies. But they don't. What's the word I'm looking for? They don't acknowledge the fact that they're bad like this movie does. You know what I mean? Like this movie leans hard into shitty comedy and bad dialogue and ridiculous situations. The other movies, yes, they're ridiculous situations, but they're ridiculous just because they're trying to up the ante and they're trying to come up with different ways to do it. Like the guy getting his head punched off, the boxer getting his head punched off. But it's not like it's not like Jason's turning into some giant new monster he's still always the same jason in those movies um, not not in not in the uh, final friday when he's final just like friday. swapping bodies and eating hearts and stuff right final friday is where it kind of goes uh, goes astray that's where it starts to get dumb like the other movies are dumb but they're a fun kind of dumb final friday in every movie going forward is just progressively more stupid and this is just kind of the culmination <laughs> of that all right fair enough fair enough so I don't want you to lump in. I feel like one through eight are their own thing and everything else is its own thing. That's fair. But I, I will say that I think that the quality and the seriousness of the franchise with every progressive movie gets more. I mean, yeah. yes, yes, this movie is more winky and in-jokey and stuff like that. But like the curve of the franchise is to get more ridiculous and out of control. So is this like a leap? way far away yes but it, it is kind of like the curve or or the the natural arc of the franchise to get more ridiculous with each movie so you know what this is this is this is the roger moore of the <laughs> this is the, like the this is the roger moore era this is the view to a kill yeah that's what this is <laughs> um yeah it isn't it isn't good <laughs> this movie sucks uh yeah I don't really have anything else. I gotta be honest with you. I got nothing either, man. Like, I don't have any role reversals. I don't have anything else. This this movie is exasperating. <laughs> I can't even. This movie really got you, dude. I hate this movie. Like, I was so mad watching it, and like, <laughs> I was mad afterward. I went to bed angry. It was it was a it was a mess. I was a mess. I'm still a mess. Listen, listen to me. I'm rambling now. I hate this well, movie you know, so much. I almost what? hate this movie. You weren't on the Inglorious Bastards episode, were you? No. No. Do you hate this more than Black Hawk Down? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I would say I do. Just do you because think at least you, Black Hawk Down had good acting in it. Do you think you hate this movie more than Sphinx hated Spawn? Do I hate this movie more than Sphinx hated Spawn? I think it's a different kind of hate. Okay. I think this movie makes me angry. Mm-hmm. And I think Spawn just annoyed Sphinx to no end. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair enough. Fair enough. It's a different kind of anger. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean. I... What do you want to plug? Let's just plug. Plug shit. Go plug things. Uh, I'll plug I'll plug Tubi. Um, this movie wasn't on Tubi. Like I said, I bought it for five bucks 
and I'm like so intrigued about whether or not like I own this. I'm going to definitely look in my DVDs and see if it's in there. Um, I bet you do. I'm willing to bet you own this. Yeah, I kind of feel like I probably do. Um, what else? So Tubi, Pluto TV, um, both free. Both have a lot of content and. Um, any, any, uh, any this is this is our Halloween episode. What uh, what Halloween movies would you recommend to people? Whether whether they're action or, or otherwise, like spooky movies. Sure. Um, uh, something that we covered on this podcast, uh, I would I would recommend the thing. Uh, yeah. John Covered is a thing. Uh, go back and listen to our episode. Really good movie. Uh, I am uh, kind of partial to the. Uh, I, I do. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. I I don't know if those were silent sneezes or you just muted yourself really well. <laughs> um, I, I do enjoy it. Like if I'm picking a good like slasher thing, I do enjoy the uh, Friday the Thirteenth franchise as a whole um i also enjoy um i mean all all of them have the varying degrees but i also really enjoy uh, scream uh the original one i haven't uh, watched that in a long long time yeah um i've still never I, I i've seen the first five i haven't watched like the sixth one they put out yet it's on paramount plus i should watch it at some point but oh you know what else i want to recommend uh is evil dead 2 yeah <laughs> And I have this ongoing uh, argument with a past uh, guest friend of the show, Devin, uh, somebody we work with, and he had her watch uh, the original uh, Evil Dead. Um, and, and I was like, why, if you're getting someone who's never going to watch any more of these, why wouldn't you watch the second, second one? Right. And he's like, well, you got to start with the first movie. I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm like, if you can explain to me the continuity between the first and the second one, then fine. But I, if you're telling me you can't pick up Evil Dead 2 and watch it without the first one, you're crazy. Um, but anyways, Evil Dead 2, yeah. Uh, which, you know, maybe, I don't know, if this podcast is still around next spooky season, maybe we'll cover Evil Dead 2, because I do love that one. That is great. That is a fantastic movie. It's a lot of fun. I think, um, actually, I think uh, they may, I think Ethan and Sphinx may have covered it on a Nightmare oh, Decision podcast. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what about you? What do you want to recommend spooky-wise? Spooky-wise, um, not just spooky, but Halloween in general. I, I've always liked, it's a great, uh, the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, okay. Always yeah. a big fan of that. I actually, I really liked all of the Halloween cartoons they used to show. Like the Garfield one was really good. Uh, yeah. Great Pumpkin was really good. They, the uh, 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, I enjoyed. <laughs> um, but as far as oh. movies... Go ahead. Oh, go. I was going to say if we if we're recommending non movie stuff, I would all, all the uh, Halloween heist episodes of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I watch those every year for uh, Halloween. So, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry. What were you going to say about movies? Yeah, as far as movies go, yeah. I mean, Evil Dead Two is kind of. I think Evil Dead Two is kind of the the kind of the high water mark. I would say for horror comedy, um, and just sort of classic horror. Uh, Sleepaway Camp 2 is always a fun watch. That movie is just batshit crazy. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of really good ones. We used to sit in your basement in high school and movie watch, fast. Mo- watch Movie Fest and, and, and watch a couple horror movies. Uh, those were always fun. Um, but yeah, I, I would say Sleepaway Camp 2 is up there. Uh, Evil Dead 2. Um, all the Friday the 13th movies. The first eight, I would say, Friday the 13th movies are fun. Uh, I never got into. Uh, I never really got into Nightmare on Elm Street. Me it was never either. Really my thing. 
I've seen like the original and, and Freddy vs. Jason. And I think that's it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I haven't really seen very many of them at all. Um, it was just for whatever reason wasn't wasn't my thing. I don't know. I could never really get into it. Um, and I, I saw Halloween. I enjoyed Halloween, but it's not one of my favorites. You know, I thought it was fun. That was fine. I, mean. uh, I, I like the original Halloween a lot. In fact, uh, at, well, as of this recording, so you'll be listening, people listening to this, this is the day before Halloween. I'm going with uh, Tush on Halloween to see the original Halloween uh, at the movies. So, very cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this movie is a, this one right here that we're, Jason X, is a sci fi horror movie. If you want to watch an actual good sci fi horror movie, see Event Horizon. That movie's great. Uh, Paul Tom, Paul W S Anderson uh, is a director, so the guy that did uh, Resident Evil um, and Mortal Kombat, which we just covered. Uh, yeah, it, that's a great. If you want to see a good sci-fi horror, Event Horizon's the one to watch. Uh, yeah, and then the thing. I think the thing is probably my favorite. The, the thing is really, really, really good. Movie. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, and we covered it. Like I said, we covered it yep. um, last year. I think last mm-hmm. October. That's so. right. Go back and check it out. Um, All right. Anything else yeah. you want to you want to throw a plug out there for? No. Discord. I mean, we're always plugging the Discord. If yep. you, if you're not if you're li- a regular listener uh, and you haven't joined the Discord, Discord, I definitely recommend it. You know, we're we're always on there. You know, like and, and you know, there's always conversations going on. Some of them being LPJ are just you know, we're not even necessarily always involved in them. People just talk about different things and I would say most places. of the time. Like the conversations will start and we'll chime in, right? But they're gen- our conversations in there are generally generated by other people, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. So yeah, if you listen regularly and you're not part of it, definitely join and get in there and you know just let us know anything you want to let us know, anything we messed up, uh, anything we should cover, we might cover it, yeah. we might not. Um, but yeah, I'd say that's the best way to get involved if you're a uh, fan of the show. And you know what? I want to say this is a great way to start episode 251, the next, to start our next 250 episodes. God. So 251, this is a good one to do it on. Uh, 250 more episodes. 250. I think, I think. Well, we only, only I guess, years. I guess, I guess only 249. 249. Yeah. See? Well, well you know, I, yeah, we're going to be recording another episode tonight, so it'll be great. Well, I guess that means we can cover more of the Friday the 13th franchise. Yeah, sure. Maybe we'll just switch genres in general. We're going to work our way backwards, though, so they get progressively better. That's not a bad idea. I kind of like that idea. (laughs) I mean, it's crazy for the continuity, but still. Yeah, it'll be... Well, the continuity is kind of a mess anyways, but... um, That's fair. But yeah, no, join join Discord and, you know, we have we have a Facebook page and, you know, we get we get a lot of positive feedback on there and we have Instagram too. But the main way, if you want to interact and with other fans of the show and with me and LBJ at Discord is the way to go. So, yep. Agreed. Cool. All right. Well, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. Robot nipples. <laughs> <laughs>